Oh my goodness. Welcome back. Welcome to the Woodshed Podcast. Um, second one in the in the little isolation booth in the garage. And it's freezing cold outside, but it's it's comfortable in here. It's comfortable. I put um I put a little like small spaces smelling good thing in here and it smells good. So it's kind of nice. It's comfortable. What I need is a couch, but it's not big enough for a couch. <laughs> it's pretty small. I could fit another person in here. We'd be crammed, um, but it would work. And uh, it's a, it's about uh, one and a half large refrigerators, I guess, in here, <laughs> this booth. But anyway, hey, welcome to it. Welcome to another episode. I'm not going to lie. I'm exhausted. Uh, we woke up at 4.30. It's Saturday, and uh, I'm supposed to sleep until 6. I don't know what time we went to bed. I feel like it was later. And, uh, yeah, woke up at 4.30, little baby, like, waking up, wanting to be active. That's the life of a dad. Life of a parent. That's what you do. Anyway, um, <clears throat> excuse me, going to be talking with Justin from Roll Cage Mary out of Arkansas today. This guy does some really great stuff, so I'm excited to talk to him. Uh, seems like a really nice guy, so we're we're going to click, you know. That's just how it goes. It's going to be fun. But uh, I want to thank the sponsors, of course, because without them, I'm just a guy talking over, uh, you know, into a microphone. And, uh, yeah, I want to thank A Look Design. They have been with me since pretty much day one of podcasting for almost six years, um, so thank you to Sasha and the team and a look design for always coming with some clean looks. Oh, I, um, uh, at my other sponsor, Moxla Media, I printed a shirt yesterday. I printed a, uh, one of the new logos onto a crew neck and I can't wait to wear it. Probably wear it tomorrow. Yeah. I've already got a plan for today. So I'm going to wear it tomorrow, but I'm very happy about it. Thanks to Moxley Media for always, uh, you know, coming with the cool looking stuff, uh, they've made banners for me, stickers, hoodies, hats, T-shirts, a lot of stuff, and uh, they can do that for you if you want to. If you want to get into some print stuff, I can help you out. I work for Moxley Media. My email is Travis at MoxleyMedia.com. M-O-X-L-E-Y Media.com. Also, want to thank Royal Coffee Roasting. Super yummy stuff. I've been enjoying the Mexican morning blend. It's tasty. AF. That's an Air Force base. Tasty. <laughs> but uh, thanks to Mike and the crew over at Royal. Good stuff. Yummy in my tummy. Um, also, Ollie's Brooklyn Slices. I drove by their uh, Medford location, uh, the brick and mortar location. It's looking good. Uh, I'm going to be downtown Medford and um, pretty excited about a new restaurant in town. So it's been a food truck for a while, more than a year. And uh, now there's going to be a place for you to sit down and enjoy a slice of Brooklyn slices. Ollie's, that is. So anyway, yeah, let's get to the podcast. We're going to talk with Justin from Roll Cage Mary. Welcome to the woodshed. Here we go. When I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today. I go down to the woodshed where all we do is pick and play. 
Play a song for the underdogs and the happy-going-lucky. Play a song for the Californios and East Kentucky. And when I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today, I go down to the woodshed where all we do is pick and play. I go down to the woodshed where all we do is pick and play. Justin, good morning. Welcome to the woodshed. Thank you for being here. Hey, thank you for having me, Travis. I, I appreciate it because I know you know you got a family. You're you're a dad. Uh, I assume you're a husband. So you you know you probably have a dog or something too. But I do. Yeah, you got a life is what I'm getting at. So thank you for spending this time with me in in the woodshed. If you were the proverbial woodshed, because you're not here in Oregon. You're in Arkansas, right? Yep, sitting on the sitting on the hill in Arkansas right now. Nice. I got a I got a, a little backstory. Um, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, and most of the Kansas City family lived on the Kansas side, and we're from the Kansas side. My my dad was just stationed at the after Vietnam. He was stationed at the Marine Corps Finance Office in Kansas City, Missouri. So I was born at an oh, Air yeah. Force base. It was the only military hospital. Um, but my grandma, my mom's mom would always make the joke of, you know, back in the 1800s, we kicked all the bad people of Kansas out. And when they got to where they were going, they said, hell, this is our Kansas. (laughs) 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 She didn't do it in a pirate's voice, but, you know, that's as good as I can get. Yeah, Yeah, I used to always say, what's the pirate version of Kansas? Our Kansas, that's good. God, Man, Justin, this, you're rolling, man. That's good jokes. Um, <laughs> I happen to wake up like this, so I'm I'm always ready to go. But anyway, I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, thanks for laughing at my grandma's dumb joke. Uh, I'm sure you're. <laughs> I've never been to Arkansas. It's really funny because I'm from like real close, um, but I've never. Oh, been... you got to come down. I will, and if I do, man, I'll holler at you. We'll go. We'll go grab a beer or something and and hang yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Come to a show. You know, we'll jam. Um, well, I appreciate it. And thank you, uh, for answering all my dumb questions. And I, you know, the thing that I, the thing that I dread is when someone I'm interviewing listens to the entire podcast, because now, you know, my silly play at the end. Well, I was trying, okay. I've t- I was trying to get that out of my head. <laughs> right. So I, I, cause I was like, Oh man, I'm not supposed to hear this. You know? That's all right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so I've, I've tried to forget it. Okay. I've done everything I could to try to and then I bring it up. So, Beautiful. It's yeah. this is just how it goes. Well, hey, how yeah. did you how did you start with music? How did that begin for you? That was from a young age. I just remember a lot of people around me playing music. My dad was really into music and he would play harmonica and stuff a lot. And then my cousins all started playing guitars and everything and they're like, "Well, we need a bass player." So they they stuck a bass in my hand. And so I started playing bass guitar with my cousins. And we would play at like little family get-togethers and stuff, and we would do maybe some Beatles covers or play "Happy Birthday" for my grandma or something like that. Hmm. I have not one bone that can play any instrument. I guess that's why I'm a DJ. I play other people's music. <laughs> <laughs> I I tried, uh, and it's funny because you know, obviously, it, you, you've got to try a lot harder, right? You know, like I I picked up a buddy of mine as a joke. 
gifted me a ukulele. He just left it on my front doorstep a few years ago. And um, I slapped a sticker on it, you know, and then um, I, I picked up an app called Musician, and I learned two chords and I used to play them. And then one day I just kind of stopped doing it. And I now I have a I live in a house of regret, Justin. I wish I had a stick. Oh, with no. <laughs> yeah, you got to stick with it. <laughs> I, my son can play bass. He can play drums. He can play guitar. And that's all thanks to his stepfather, um, who's a, just a talented musician in his own right. Um, he's not recording anything, but he's been in bands and he's always played. He's really good. Um, but Riley, he was like, I think I'm going to take up drums. I was like, well, I mean, take up anything. But honestly, like, don't limit yourself. And and how many guys do you see playing a trap set uh, around a campfire, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, maybe maybe stick with guitar, too, you know? And, like, really, you know, you can take that anywhere. You can you can take it anywhere you go, but you can't take your entire drum set unless you're playing a djembe or something, you know? It, That's exactly. Right? So anyway, has, has anyone around you ever said not to pursue, pursue a career in music? Uh, so there was not a lot of uh people that around here that made it necessarily but there were a lot of bands and there was nobody ever saying like don't do it it just when i was doing it it just felt like you're it felt like uh, you're kind of an idiot for thinking you can make it doing this and not going to work at say like a factory or something or doing something that was a surefire way to make money uh so there was definitely like a it was slightly frowned upon, but I was also always supported by my family, which was really important. Yeah. My family just had an appreciation for music and my cousins used to do like the talent show circuit when I was like probably eight, nine, 10, stuff like that. They would do the talent show circuit around here. So I, we would just follow around, like go to all these talent shows. That was like our whole summer pretty much was just going to talent shows and watching these people get up and, do their thing and uh i think that had a, a huge influence on me uh, at the end of the day just seeing so many different performers doing different stuff i mean carrie underwood used to perform in all these stuff i used to see her when she was a little kid no kidding yeah huh. around here okay so um oh gosh i had an unwritten i write all my questions out and then all of a sudden something pop oh that's what it is What's uh, where you live in Arkansas? What's like the industry? What, what what's out there? Well, it used to be a lot of factory, kind of a factory town. Hmm. It was an old coal mining town way back in the day. I lived just south of Fort Smith, uh, in a place called Witcherville, just out outside of Greenwood, Arkansas. If you know where Greenwood is, it's just outside of the city limits. And uh, yeah, it was an old coal mining town, and then that industry dried up. And a lot of factories moved in, like Whirlpool and all that. And then that dried up and that, you know, those factories went away. Uh, it felt like kind of a a dead-end place while I was growing up. I think I'm seeing some resurgence again in life, but uh, which is good. But it definitely felt bleak when I was growing up. It felt like a place he kind of wanted to get out of. and I And I did run away for a while, for sure. Yeah, I've 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 lived in eight states, so it's it, I've always felt sort of transient. But I've lived in Oregon the longest. Um, it's a <clears throat> Oregon where I live in Oregon. It's southern Oregon's pretty close to California. Like we're practically on the border, like twenty minutes. 
and uh, it's kind of in the center of the bottom of the state. And it's we live in a, a, a beautiful valley surrounded by volcanic mountains, you know, that haven't oh, yeah. been active in years, but it's just absolutely beautiful. And we're an hour and a half away from Crater Lake, which I encourage you to look up. And, and if you're ever in Oregon, you have to go to Crater Lake. And I you, want to go there. So you're sure. familiar. Yeah. If you get here, man, and you don't let me take you to Crater Lake, I, we can't be friends. Oh, I'm calling you. Okay. <laughs> I'm calling you first thing. But Absolutely. it used to be pear orchards all over here. Um, there's still some orchards, but... Unfortunately, you know, like people are building on these orchards, you know, this land is is worth a lot of money and um, it's either it's either being built on or people are growing marijuana on it, which is also just been <laughs> a huge industry. And, you know, we might partake. I don't I don't know. But uh, yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, it's nudge. gone. It's gone medicinal here. Oh, has Arkansas. it? OK. Yeah. yeah. It, I feel like it's going to be uh, federally legal in under 10 years. Um, I think that the state that'll hold that up would probably be Texas. Um, yeah. And I know like Kentucky is turning it uh, medicinally legal in 2025. So it's on the way. Uh, very, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot more red states are starting to kind of come on board with it. There's a huge industry here. The problem is, is it's saturated and then people just oh, go yeah, broke but... and their fields are empty now. And, they could focus and make more money in hemp if they if they really knew how to. I, I don't know how to do all that, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. watching it happen. Um, but anyway, I'm curious. How did you come up with Roll Cage Mary as a name? So that comes from there's a statue down in Antarctica, and I used to do contract work uh, down there. I was a mechanic for the USAP program, and I would go down there and work six to eight months at a time longest i stayed down there was i think 13 months or something like that 12 13 months i spent down there uh which was a long time but there's a statue that's our lady of the snows it's a mary statue mm. and it was put up for a guy that had fallen through the ice back in the navy days he fell through on his dozer and went down in the ice and they put this Mary statue up and they put a big cage around her and they had all these rocks on her. Well, over the years now, the rocks have like slowly fallen off of her and it's just a big roll cage pretty much around her. And everybody just calls her roll cage Mary <laughs> instead of calling her Our Lady of the Snows or whatever, anything like that. Uh, so that just became the local marker, you know, and as uh, it first started as a band down there, so you can have bands down in Antarctica, so everybody would kind of get together and say, like, oh, I can play this instrument and that instrument, and you'd sign up on a sheet, and you'd kind of call each other, like, hey, you want to get a band together because you need some entertainment at the bottom of the world? And uh, so Roll Cage Mary was first a country band down there with uh, Nathan Murphy, Marika Mashburn, and Kevin Cole, and myself. And then that next year, I got injured. And I was working on a Caterpillar uh, loader and it fell and it crushed me underneath Ooh. and it separated my shoulder and oh. I, I fractured my neck in a couple of spots and I got pinned underneath this loader outside, kind of slid on the ice and pinned me and uh, got out of that. And, uh, you know, we have a little hospital down there and I spent all that time, the rest of my time down there, basically in the hospital or in my room kind of healing 
the luckily we had a physical therapist down there and, and she got my left arm working again because I couldn't even use my left arm. And then after a couple of months down there, I finally got to leave Antarctica and go home and try to get some help. And I kind of, you know, I was of that kind of walk it off mentality. Like I could walk this off, you know, like even though <laughs> I, was, dirt on it. <laughs> I was writhing in pain, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to walk it off. Uh, and I took another contract, which is an idiotic thing to do. They said I was okay. I didn't realize I had the fracture and stuff in my neck and mm. all that stuff. I didn't realize how bad it was. I just knew that I was in a lot of pain. And But I took another contract and I went back down there. And I immediately was like, I, I regret this. Like, I couldn't even do a push-up or anything like that Dang. like I normally could. Uh, and kind of had a, a rough season. But in the middle of that rough season, I was like, you know what? When I get out of here, I'm starting Roll Cage Mary. I'm going to take Roll Cage Mary, and I'm going to continue on with that. And I called Nathan. I was like, hey, man, I, I just – it was a totally random call in the middle of winter in Antarctica. It was just like, hey, man, remember Roll Cage Mary we did, you know, a year ago in that band? I said, like, I think I'm going to take that name and do something with it when I get out of here. Uh, do, do you mind if I use it or anything? you have any kind of – He's like, no, man, for sure, you know, use that. And so it ended up being another five years of physical therapy. I had to get a surgery in my neck. Uh, I had a fusion. uh, And they put a little piece of donor bone in there and put a little uh, metal plate. And then I had to recover from that. And then that's when I started using a capo and stuff on my guitar because I couldn't hardly move my arms as well. And I needed kind of a shorter a shorter uh, fretboard and I had stopped playing the bass almost all together, which I'd been playing pretty heavy. And uh, yeah, I started picking on the guitar and I was like, well, I'm just going to pick G, C and D I think for the rest of my life. If that, that feels pretty good. <laughs> you know, I can do that. I moved this capo around. And then uh, as soon as the doctors were like, you're free to go back to work, uh, which was 2017, I started roll cage Mary right then. And, um, I started doing shows as much as I could and, and kind of it led to where we are now. Then we had the shutdown and TikTok kind of helped me get an audience while there was, you know, no shows to be had. Mm. And that, yeah, that led us to here. Do you, uh, do you work like a traditional job too? Uh, not now. Uh, so I should, uh, after the accident and everything, I, I couldn't go back. I was a mechanic, an automotive mechanic, and I couldn't go back to that work anymore, which is why I went full force back into the music. So I've, I'm doing music full time now. Uh, it's really either that or, or, or end up on disability or something. And I just don't, I'm not ready for that yet. Uh, don't want to throw in the towel just yet. Uh, on that kind of stuff, but I, I certainly still suffer from it. Uh, but I've come to terms with it as well. And I don't tour as much as I probably should because of it. Uh, but still it's, you know, I like to get out there and play as much as I can. Buddy, I, I am just in shock by that story. And, um, Man, I would feel lucky it, to be to be alive after that. I'm I'm sure you, I do feel it took hey, me a while to get to that spot, but I feel lucky now. I imagine there that was, yeah. I'm sorry. There was ahead. a few years where I didn't feel that way, but I certainly uh, 
I'm in a yeah, I'm in a way better place about it, and I can I feel better talking about it. Even mm. you know, it's easier to talk about than it ever was. I can imagine that there were you know you you got to go through all of the motions, right? You know, and and I think that uh, traditionally anger is one of the last things before you finally actually move past all the. Bigger. I would, I would agree with that for sure. There was a certain definitely a time where it just because I it it felt like I was moving my career forward finally, like I was I was up for a pretty good job within the program. And all of that just got cut off, you oh. know, and I just, I just was like, why can't I go back to work and like, let's get through this thing. I could, I couldn't believe it took five years. It just was five years of like being in a weird limbo, you know, where I was having great times because my son was born. Uh, there were great moments, you know, uh, but overall I wasn't in a great place. Yeah. Uh, here, but you're here now. I yeah, like, oh yeah, I feel great I now. Like yeah, we're good. Good spot now. Well, uh, it's. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, we're about five years past all that. You know, now that we've been rolling on this roll cage, Mary stuff for the last five years, and starting to see a little bit of progress with it, which is always nice. Uh, yeah, we're in a much better spot for sure. Some of the videos that we watched last night. Um, you're sitting in a room and behind you are a bunch of windows and there's just this amazing view behind you. Is that, is that your house? That is. And that's what I'm looking out on right now. Oh man. Actually. I kind of hate you a little. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. Arkansas people don't realize how beautiful Arkansas is. Hey, you but get down into two... the caves and stuff. You ever go in, into the caves? Oh yeah, absolutely. Devil's Den state park. I've been through Devil's Den and the icebox both. Okay. Which uh, Devil's Den is a little more relaxed, but the icebox is kind of intense as far as caving goes. There's some tight squeezes. It makes me claustrophobic even thinking about that Ooh. I even went in there now. You know what I mean? I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I, I don't I, I I'm sitting in a in a in an isolation booth that's kind of small, but I there's enough room for another person to sit in here if we had to. Um, but I'm I'm good with small spaces. In fact, my wife and I were just talking about it last night. How ironic! Um, our house is huge. Our bedroom is huge, and I don't I don't like big spaces. Uh, coming from a place of defensible space, I feel <laughs> like a small room would be easier for me to handle. You know, someone breaking into a house. So I'm I'm like a bigger guy, you know. I'm six one, like two fifty, and I'm not as you know uh, nimble as I used to be. And, <laughs> and I I told her I was like I feel like in the, in our in our bedroom someone could get around me, but in our last house our, our room was small and it was crammed and ain't no one getting past me in that room, and that's how yeah. I feel. So smaller spaces don't bother me. Bigger spaces do. It's kind of weird. I've always been like that. And as a kid, you know, when I lived in Colorado, we lived out in the country. And, um, you could like the moon, there was no light pollution where we lived. So the moon would light up the entire land out there. And there were no trees where we were. We were at 7,000 feet on the, on the oh, prairie, wow. in, you know, not in the mountains, but you could see the mountains off in the distance. It was, it was actually breathtaking, but 
that open space always made me feel like there were definitely monsters out there and they were going to find me. <laughs> and, and so I created this little cave thing that I would sleep in that gave me, you know, I, I wouldn't have like that hot breath. You know, I, I had a little tunnel that I would breathe through Yeah. and I still cover my head in my sleep as an adult. I, I'll throw a pillow over my head and I'm just, I'm done for the night, man. That's <laughs> my wife hates it. Cause I'm out like, like it's instant. Um, oh, yeah, I can go out like a lot. It's so good. <laughs> but anyway, I, I noticed that, and I wanted to ask. I mean, you live in a – we live in a beautiful place, but I live in town, and the view is my neighbor. You know, <laughs> like, it's not – Oh, yeah. It's not country. Um, we have country around us. In fact, the like, the, the volcanic stuff here is just <clears> – excuse me. It's just breathtaking. But anyway, back to the music. Um, describe for me your creative process. You know, are you – are you lyrics first, or are you riffing on a guitar? How how do you get I'm that started? Al- I'm almost always music forward. I would say. Okay. There are times that just a lyrics with melody will will come, and that's actually easier. I think to when the melody actually comes to you, then I feel like I can just the chords fall into place. You know, you just follow the melody that you're, you're kind of going with. But a lot of the times, especially here lately, it's been uh, very music first. And the melody kind of comes out of that. And then uh, an idea will start to form. And once I can kind of sit in that idea and kind of picture myself there, that's when the writing, I feel like, starts to flow a little bit. Open up. I wish I was more creative in that way. And I think that you just, if, when you start, you know, like if you just put pen to paper and you keep doing that, it, that, that creates yeah. that energy and continuation of that energy. Um, my, my kind of sub question to the last question would be, what would you say your, your genre is? Well, I like to call it folk music just because I, I I feel like that encompasses a lot of music like blues and country Mm. and bluegrass is even a folk style of music. Uh, and I'm influenced by all of that stuff. So I feel, and I feel like I play a music kind of. I talk a lot about the place I live in, maybe the history of the place, uh, maybe just struggles of the country as well. I feel like that kind of fits into folk music, even though a lot of my stuff here lately is my, might have leaned a little more country blues uh, inspired because I've been listening to a lot of Mississippi John Hurt. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd say folk music. I, one of the videos that um, I noticed, it, it seems like you kind of do dive into some history um, <clears throat> because you're playing a song, and I can't remember the name of the song, and now I can't remember the name of the artist, um, but it had, like, so-and-so would have been 100. Oh, uh, Doc Watson. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. So I, I, I pick up on those little cues, but we're, you know, at this point of the night, we're sitting down on the couch. I, I don't have my notes with me, so I, I didn't write it down. But um, I wanted to call to it. Um, we're to the place where I'm going to play that first song. We're going to play Autumn Moon here. I want, want you to tell me about that song. How did that come about for you? So that one, that was, was a music first. I kind of felt that sort of dancey vibe of the old light. I wanted to feel like I was almost a, like you could dance at it at a juke joint or something. That's kind of the feeling I think I was going for there. And... A friend of mine, Wayne Gottstein, from, he played in Split Lip Rayfield and uh, Scrope Belly. He had said, man, you know what? Somebody should write a song called It's Getting Early in the Morning. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and so <laughs> I went and I had 
I had had this idea that's kind of based on a Ozark legend of of witchcraft and stuff, and it it had said like you know all you got to do to become a witch is is fire seven silver bullets at the moon, and then curse the sky or something like that. And I that just always stuck with me as a funny. I was like, that's a funny way to. I didn't, it's that easy, huh? Just become a witch. Got to get those seven silver bullets, and you know, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. They just stuck with me, and so I I wrote that line. She fired five silver bullets straight across the moon, and the whole song just kind of flowed out from there. I like to say it's kind of an old cemetery type number. Uh, yeah, that's where it, that's where it kind of originated from. Well, let's play Autumn Moon. Justin, uh, tell me about three influential people and how they have impacted your life and music. Well, I'd, I have to say some of my biggest, big influence would be Mississippi John Hurt, John Prine, and a little uh, hefty dose of Johnny Cash in there. I always like to say I'm influenced by the three Johns. 
That's they heard, if, yeah, if any musicians named John out there, I'll probably listen to him and they influence me. John Mayer. And John, uh, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put him on. I don't know. Oh, why'd you hit me with the mayo? I, why did I hit you with the mayo? I don't know, man. I'm surprised you didn't hang up on me. I'm sorry. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I, anyway. I'm I'm happy he's doing his thing. I, I'm happy of any musician who's making success. I'll say that for sure. Hey, um, what instruments are you proficient in? I'd say mostly guitar, but I can play. A little, I played mandolin for years and bass guitar. I played for quite a while. Those would be my three top ones, and everything else I kind of pluck around on. I can I know some piano chords and stuff. You know, it's funny. I it just clicked into my mind a memory um when i was young my my dad's dad my grandpa hinman gave me a harmonica and i played when the saints go marching in like over and over and over and over and over again so i had yeah. that i did have that I, I can claim that as my own not the song but the fact that i could play it. <laughs> yeah That's, i yeah, lied I to you a little harmonica. i guess i lied i'm sorry i lied to you a little bit <laughs> Yeah, I like to put fun stuff. I'll play harmonica on some of my tracks on uh, that are streaming out there. If you hear a harmonica on it, that's me playing harmonica. Uh, any of the background instruments, I'm playing all the instruments and stuff. What What are your fans like? Oh, I'm sorry. What did you say? What are Jeff? your What are your fans like? What are they like? Yeah. What are they like? Like, what do they? Oh, do what do they you? like? Yeah. I hope that they're just a kind folk out there that are good people trying to get by in life like we all are. I'm I'm trying to just reach I'm hope I'm reaching some good people out there and I think I am. They seem to be a uh they treat me better than I deserve, that's for sure. You know, it's 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 an interesting thing um because I don't I don't like type in roll cage Mary, right? Um, because I, I hadn't heard of you until all of a sudden you just show up in an algorithm way. And, um, then I start, you know, like, okay, oh my gosh, like, this is great music. Like I got to get this guy on. And then I start diving I into it. the contact information and I'm kind of a detective in that way. But anyway, <laughs> I, um, it, it, it's, I love how organic for me that it has become in finding artists like you. And then, then when they say yes, I'm like stoked because, you know, at the end of the day, you're giving me your time. Granted, we are, you know, we're, we're kind of, you know, cross promoting each other and it's all good. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, what you're doing is it, it feels really good. So, uh, you know, thank you for, for putting out a fun thing. And I hope that my audience taps in. I always encourage that, you know, like listen to you know, support these guys and gals and buy their shirts. And speaking of shirts, you don't have any merch out, bro. I don't have any merch officially. I sell it just at the shows right okay. now. I sell t-shirts and stickers, but I always tell people if they really want a shirt uh, or a sticker, I can, I can ship it all for 25 bucks, the shirt and the stickers all for 25 bucks to wherever. Uh, if you want to just hit me up at roll cage, Mary at Gmail. You, I can get you some merch that way if you really want to get some. Other than that, I, I usually just save it for the shows because uh, it's you know it's kind of expensive to buy t-shirts up front. Hey, <laughs> I, you know it's the other side of this is this is that is actually what I do for a living. I'm I work at a screen print shop. And oh yeah, we make merch. Um, do you know the band Cutlass? They're like Christian rock band. 
No, uh-uh, not right off. Do you know MXPX? Yes, I've definitely heard that. So yeah. my my boss is business partners with the lead singer of MXPX. So he's got all these musicians. In fact, I'm going to be interviewing uh, one of the players for Scotty. Uh, oh gosh, McCready. Oh yeah. Uh, he won American Idol. Like I'll be talking with him because of Joe, my my boss and, and buddy. Oh, cool. Like, he's got all these connections in the music world. It's kind of great. So that we we print for anybody, but uh, it, it kind of started in a in a in a music land, you know, if you will. Um, but, uh, let's talk about the next song, which I, which is the song that made me contact you. Um, and th- this is the one that, that I found first, um, by accident. It's Ozark Howler. Talk about that. Yeah. This one's based on a, uh, local legend around here that said to roam the woods, you know, there's supposed to be this beast that'll chase you down if you get too deep in the woods. They usually hear it howling from way off, but they call it the Ozark Howler. It's probably more rooted, honestly, in moonshining. A lot of the shiners would get out in the woods, and they wouldn't want people around their stills and stuff. So they'd get to howling huh. to kind of, you know, ward people off. Uh, but, yeah, it's just a song about, I, I think, ultimately, just that uh, uh, sort of impending pressure we feel to make choices sometimes, you know. And am I making the right choices. Have I been a good person kind of thing, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, maybe that judgment day kind of feeling, you know, <laughs> something like that. Well, let's play Ozark Howler. Morning light 
or turn that dog to praying. Oh, good boy. Falling short of heaven, doesn't go on the other way. How's it getting hot in here? See you through, cause me every stone. Tell sweep your grave and teach up your bone and teach up your bone. a pre-show ritual to kind of get juiced up and ready to go to play i okay it's funny enough i do i don't know if it'll sound weird to people oh let's hear it but i but i like to try to crack myself up kind of before <laughs> i go play i feel like it breaks a little bit of the tension for me uh and this started a, a while back i got to open up for ray, for ray wiley hubbard Oh, nice. And I was okay. super nervous about it because I was, he was such a huge influence on me. Mm. And I was super nervous. And I was just like, all right, Johnny Cash, uh, John Prine, who's ever out there, like, please be with me. And I said it all like out loud, you know? <laughs> and then I started laughing and I was like, well, that kind of cracked me up and, and uh, kind of broke me out of that moment. And, uh, so now I, I try to say if I, you know, I start feeling that anxiety come up, I'm like, all right, I'll 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 just reach out to somebody that's my, maybe passed away <laughs> recently or something and just be like, be with me tonight, <laughs> please, oh please, fully, please be with me. I love and it'll <laughs> kind of crack me up and, uh, you know, just the thought of that, me saying that, just the whole thing. And I kind of just crack myself up and then I feel, I feel like I've broken the tension after that. I feel like I should just never podcast again because that was the best answer to that question that I've ever had. <laughs> I, I'm thanks, thanks for joining me on Welcome to the Woodshed, and we're out. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you, relative, um, I am the king of making my own jokes funny for myself. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, example, yesterday I'm texting with my wife, and um, we're planning a trip out of town next week for her. She works for uh, a company that manages hotels, and she's the GM of a Marriott here in our town. And they're, the company is based two hours up the road in Eugene, Oregon. And um, I was like, okay, all right, where are we staying? And she tells me, all right, cool. Where are the dive bars in that part of town? Like, I'm looking for dive bars. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. we got to go get a bad old-fashioned, because that's what they give you at a, at a dive yeah. bar. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, a cheap beer, you know, something, you know, just easy and fun. But what's our backstory? Because we always make a backstory when we travel. And she's like, I don't know, make it up. So I'm texting her. I said, okay. Um, I was the back a backup dancer for Vanilla, Vanilla Ice in 1991, and <laughs> now I'm a video producer with ties to the Click and the Loonies, which are rappers in the Bay Area. And then I said to her, "You're the founder and owner of the first female-run brewery that that makes a beer that you open upside down, so it's easier for shotgunning." <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
So, and I'm laughing, and I go, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. She goes, yeah, you're just cracking yourself up at this point. Yeah. So, and, you know, you know, just a little relativity there. but <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Most most folks that I talk to are saying something like, you know, maybe I'll have a, a little pull on some tree. Maybe I'll have a little whiskey. I can't do anything before I go on stage. I, <laughs> I pace or, you know, I'll eat a good meal. You know, like, the, you're like, I'm cracking jokes. I'm t- <laughs> I've found the key. I've whatever works. <laughs> I like it. Oh, you just got to find what works for you. For All sure. right, look, this is my goal for the rest of my life. The biggest uh, bucket list item that I'm going to place into my bucket list is to be backstage with Roll Cage Mary to hear who he beckons to to get him through the show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll podcast about it later. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> What's next for Roll Cage Mary? Well, now we're we're getting out there and playing some more shows. Now that everything's kind of really starting to roll out again, everything's opening back up. We've been playing up in Kansas uh, quite a bit, up in Lawrence and Wichita. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Yeah, and we'll <laughs> be back. And we'll no, yeah. <laughs> I love Kansas right now. Kansas is my favorite place. Okay, I'm good. telling you, I, I I keep joking. I'm gonna have to take the AR off of my hat. Because Kansas has been so kind to me lately, uh, they've just been really accepting of me up there. So I appreciate everybody in Kansas. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm... but yeah, we'll be back up there this next year. Okay, and you got around. if you you got to get out here, you know. Oh yeah, on I'm the west coast, sure. get out to the west coast. Um, we're, you... we're making our way. Here's the thing, too. If you get out here, um, I can probably get you a couple of gigs. And let's talk later. Um, but, I absolutely will. Yep. So, I mean, I know a lot of people, so like, let, let's chat, but you know, it, it's going to take a little bit of work on both our parts, but I think we can figure it out. So anyway, sure. uh, how, how can my audience connect with Roll Cage Mary? So the best place, if you just want to find out where the shows are going to be and what I'm doing, rollcagemary.com is the best place to go for that. If you want to just kind of connect with me and chat and, and that sort of thing, you can email me at rollcagemary at gmail, or you can hit me up on Instagram and TikTok. I'm always on there. Also Facebook. Uh, I'm a little bit on threads, but not much. But if you really want to connect, probably Instagram and TikTok's probably a good spot. I miss Instagram the most. I yeah. Lo- I, I just love pictures. When I go into someone's house, I'm like I'm like looking at the family pictures, you know, like that's a neat thing for me. We actually need more pictures in our home for that, but I love to see other people's families and I've always wanted my buddy used to do this and I'm going to give you I'm going to give you an idea um so you can try it out. But Absolutely. I want to go into someone's home and figure out a way to sneak a picture out of the house, get it home and superimpose myself into that picture and then get <laughs> Reinvited over to that house and put it back uh, on the wall. <laughs> see, I love that joke. I love the long con. <laughs> hey, long con. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh man, that, I'm a fan. If I can lay a joke and then they might, I'm like, in a week, this will be hilarious. Oh my gosh. Okay, look, dude. Bit... We're, do we have the same parents, Justin? We might. We might. <laughs> we might be related. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I, I think my dad was a gypsy when he was younger. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, there's no mistake in who my dad is. We look so much alike. It's yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. My and my poor yeah. son and my poor daughter. You uh, know, like there's, granted, uh, granted, my daughter has a lot of her mom. So thank you, Jesus, for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want my daughter looking like Santa Claus. So <laughs> anyway. All right, well, this brings us up to the uh, most serious questions that I'll ask you, Justin. I'm, I need to know if you're seated and safe. Yes. Okay. All right. Now I need you to do that men in black thing where you erase your memory completely. That's right. Okay, we're, we're in a, a new environment. You've never talked to me before, but I have to know, how many five-year-olds would it take to kick your ass? <laughs> All right. I was waiting for this one. <laughs> And I, okay. I need to know if this is a waves type scenario. Or are they coming at me in waves? <laughs> Do I get any kind of reprieve? Hold on, a whole man's got to breathe. Or is it all the five year olds at once? <laughs> I mean, it, uh, whatever your scenario is, this is yeah. your story. This is your podcast. I know. I know it only take in real life. It took one five year old to kick my butt, and, and that's that's, that's Hank the Tank in, yeah. in the other room. Yes, my son. So he kicked my butt. So in reality, probably one, but I don't know. We could, I don't know. We could take on a few, I guess. <laughs> I, I I asked this question to a buddy of mine and he goes, man, if I'm on a footbridge, I'm kicking five-year-olds off of that thing and, <laughs> yeah, and doing whatever I can do. <laughs> I need to know the scenario. I need to know more about it. Do uh, I have any kind of weapon or is it just bare hands? <laughs> and at the end of the day, if you're kicking five-year-old asses, you're the guy that's kicked five-year-old asses. Like, what yeah, kind of self-respecting, yeah, not, you know, guys? I know. <laughs> it's such I a don't bad know question. if it's the, it's the podium I want to stand on top of. Like, look how many five-year-olds I kicked all their butts. <laughs> that, that might be a monument that gets removed out of Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to let you know that that's not my question. Um, that's a question that my friend Beegis in Oakland used to ask his podcast oh, I guests. So I, I, he doesn't do the podcast anymore, so I'm carrying it forward for him. So yeah, thank yeah, you, Beegis, uh, in Oakland, California, for that question. The next good. serious question is, why is pineapple the best topping for pizza? Because it's kind of sweet. And it really, there really is... It just adds a certain sweetness that you need sometimes to a pizza. You know, and I, it really is one of the best toppings I for think, a pizza. I love pineapple on pizza, and when people say they don't like it, I'm like, "What is wrong with you? Do I need to like? Uh, I need to like, you know, nut well, check I, you?" I like, get weird sometimes because I'll do pi- I'll I'll do pineapple and black olives. Oh <laughs> no! Okay, look. Sweet and salty is a really good combination, right? Like I, I uh, love to cook. I love the the you know creating and and uh, constructing flavors, and you know I watch all the snobby TV food shows. Yeah, yeah. My father in law is a chef. I love cooking next to him when we when we're able to do that. Um, and um, you know I feel like I'm pretty good, but I know that sweet and salty go together, and other people don't. So that's all their fault. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's right. That's what's wrong with our country today. It's that people can't accept pineapple as a topping on pizza. So I do. If I am going to have one single topping, probably my favorite is black olives, <sighs> but followed closely by just pineapple on a pizza. Do you ever throw ketchup in your macaroni and cheese? I have not, but I I. I've had to stop with the spicy stuff here recently, so uh, I've started putting ketchup on my eggs again <laughs> instead of eggs. hot sauce. So, yeah, I love some ketchup on some eggs. Try it on the I've macaroni. I've never done it with mac. I've never done that, actually. That sounds 
I bet that would be pretty good. I'm going to challenge you to try something else. Um, do you like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Oh, I love them. Yeah, big fan. Okay, well, don't put ketchup on that. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I every now and then, and my wife thinks it's weird, but I will throw Swiss cheese into a, uh, okay. a peanut butter and jelly no, sandwich. I'm with you 100. percent Okay. Uh, I'm more of a not Swiss, but I like a cheddar, not mm. sharp, but a cheddar cheese with peanut butter and and jelly for that matter is i think peanut butter and cheese go together like peanut butter and jelly it's such a uh, weird thing sure. people don't do it and i now you and i do it and we're letting everyone yeah. else know i i do want people to know that yes uh peanut butter and cheese is a very delicious thing I've, it's so cool that you're as weird as i am yeah, we might, yeah. <laughs> this is a perfect podcast we're, we're gonna, gonna be, be best friends justin <laughs> We're going to be buddies. We're going to be pals. <laughs> I'm bunking with you. Gosh. And then um, the next one, um, who's your favorite pop singer and why is it Taylor Swift? <laughs> uh, she is great. I'm not going to take anything away from Taylor Swift. Oh, come uh, on, man. definitely out there making it happen. I do actually uh, love Taylor Swift. She's dating Travis Kelsey. I'm a Chiefs fan. It's such oh, a yeah, fun right. thing. Yeah. You know, like his jersey sales went up, you know, like he's the the number one sports podcast in the world. Like it's it's neat, you know, it's neat what that's what that's creating in the world for just people to enjoy. And there are haters. Like it's it's so funny because my mom is like, no. And she's from Kansas City too. And we love Travis Kelsey. And we joke and say that he was named after me. Um, because you know I'm older than him, but um, <laughs> she is not for it. <laughs> She's like, win the Super Bowl, man! You know, like quit dating people. <laughs> you know, like anyway. Yeah. Well, Justin, I had a really good time, man. I, I uh, man, waking up doing this podcast was a lot of fun. It's a great way to start my day. So thank you for sharing this time with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me in the woodshed. It's we'll do it again. Place. We'll do it again. I promise you, we'll do it again. Absolutely. Sir, you have a good day. Thank you so much. You too. Take care. You too, Travis. All right. Bye-bye. God dang it. We had so much fun. That was ridiculous. Um, So, yeah, go ahead and check out Roll Cage Mary. I'll put the links in the show notes for you. Um, But, yeah, what a cool guy. That was a lot of fun. Good energy with him, and I hope that you enjoy what he's doing with music. We'll see you next week, but i got to thank the sponsors because, you know, like I said earlier, I'm just a guy on a microphone without these guys. A look design. Thank you so much. Um, Royal Coffee Roasting. I don't know why I stumble over that, but I do. So I slow it down. Royal Coffee Roasting. See, I did it just fine. Ollie's Brooklyn Slices and Moxley Media. Thanks, y'all. And we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye.